It's the Listen to Your Heart podcast, one of the premier and, well, honest podcasts about dating, relationships, and yes, even sex. And now, your host, Pat. Hey, Aaron. Hey. Hey, Aaron. Everyone, welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Aaron. Aaron, how have you doing as of lately? Uh, well, we closed out the weekend with my godson coming to visit and my best friend from Los Angeles, who's now moved to South Carolina, and we watched or went to one of the last games of the Savannah Bananas here in Mm -hmm. Grayson Stadium. So yeah, it's been a good weekend. And now we're working on Patriot Weekend here in savannah oh so what is patriot weekend we're looking on and coming on september 11th as you know so monday Mm -hmm. will be september 11th oh shoot right right oh geez crazy how time flies um but um the savannah bananas um i think they did an exhibition game recently in cooperstown which i think they definitely should because well they're the Harlem Globetrotters of the baseball world, as I like to call it. So I'm glad they got some recognition now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now, um, sorry about your um, family member passing, as you told me recently. Yeah. I hope yeah. he lived a good life with you involved very much so he was um kind of like my uh grandfather as well my family is from a large family and uh yeah my mom lost her mother when she was very young and he was 10 years older so he was always kind of like a caregiver as well and so, yes, it was always just kind of, you know, the amazing uncle that he always had. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Mm-hmm. Um, anything new in your dating life? Dating life? No. Uh, I just got a text from somebody who has been beating around the bush about uh, dating, and I was over it, so I just said... Are you going to, I said, can you define the date? And he wrote something back. And I said, that's vague. If you're not a bot, get some balls and make a date and stop wasting someone's time. Are you only (laughs) on this ego trip? (laughs) And he wrote, well, that's escalated quickly. (laughs) And went on and on and on. And I'm like, really, dude? (laughs) So, (laughs) I'm over it. I've been on another dating uh, service that I paid for. And I've only had one date on it. What's interesting is one person that I now 
have to see every day going to church because they hired him. I met on Bumble and he showed up in the algorithm on Match.com as well. And I'm like, why are we set up? We have nothing in common. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, why did you even look at my profile? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I'm kind of over. I think, yes, as my one friend said and was on J-Date, he thinks that, yes, dating apps for the most part or online dating is mostly about just your money and commercial commercials. And, yeah, that it's a lot of bots and weird algorithms at this point. Oh, I'm just... And catch, you know, just... Uh, I will always put out a lot of times when guys are doing crap like this if you want the girlfriend experience i'm not here for free go pay for it (laughs) and uh yes it'll help with my stand-up and for my podcast if i ever do a podcast about online dating (laughs) you know it's so ironic when people talk about the girlfriend experience it's not the girlfriend experience because have the girlfriend it's about love but you're paying and it's just so yeah just something i'll never really pay for you know and one thing's for sure i am just so done from dating i want to hang out with people like women Mm -hmm. like you know keep it casual because i'm just like so like over okay, you have a really good first date with someone Mm -hmm. and they lead you on to go into the second date. Mm -hmm. And then a little bit later, like, oh, you know, this isn't going to work. So I'm just like, okay, my hands up are in the air. I'm just so done, like, for now. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll meet up with someone for, like, a drink and Mm -hmm. I'll just keep my, like, expectations low. Mm -hmm. But... I'm just, like, so tired of being so, like, happy when a girl says yes to a second date, then changes her mind within the 24 hours. So I'm just, like, yep, so done. But, you know, I'm talking to two women right now um, to try to keep it casual. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I talked to someone who agreed with me finally, and this was somebody I met online who moved. It was kind of like, huh, you're right. Then, and this was on another podcast, and they were like, well, yeah, she's older. Well, you, if, and before even COVID and everything else, and even in high school, you were in a group. You were, you know, walking in the hallways. You were in social studies together before you asked them out. And now with online dating, no, you're dropped into the ocean. My experience or how I feel is you really need to, you know, have it be a coffee date or something else. Or, yes, have a meal and then maybe go for a walk or go bowling or do something else socializing and learn about that person before and do that. You need to probably have about three dates before you decide, you know, unless you see huge red flags you know, this really isn't going to be what we need to go move forward on. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, the one book, and I don't have it in front of me right now. Oh, yeah, I do. Jane Austen's Guide to Dating is a really interesting book. And even if you just watch all the movies, because I haven't read, I've just been starting to listen from YouTube uh, of uh, one of Jane Austen's books. If you watch some of the things on film and some of the more modern ones, she makes some points and she goes back and forth between Jane Austen's characters and then stories. And it's a little bit older book, but it's still relevant, but it's about a lot about New York, New Yorkers and dating, which New York is, you meet a lot more people or interact with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, she makes a lot of points about how people date or what's going on. And a lot of it is, you know, emails versus texting, but still it's a lot of, and it has comedy to it. It's not just like, Ugh, you know, so I would send me the link to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend that book uh, for me. Oh, you meant a book? book too. Uh, <laughs> and it's a uh, short book. <laughs> okay. A short book. I'll give it a try, but yeah. I, with my no, and it's feet. not really a how to book. It's more humor. Humor is, uh, I don't want to say humorous or how-to. It's kind of in between, you know, or how-to. But it's it's a fun book. If you have seen any of Jane Austen's movies. And that's what, at one point, I was like, mm, even this week, I was like, maybe we should watch Pride and Prejudice for one week. Because <laughs> it's one of my favorites. <laughs> so. <laughs> so a question. I'm with, like, you brought up, like, um, school back in the day. Would you say that shitting where you eat, like the equivalent of like asking someone out at work? Since the Me Too movement, you have to be too careful. You can't do that anymore. Whereas before you could, uh, the environment I worked in, which I worked in the arts and other things, we always had to end on a positive uh, experience because even your ex and I've had many exes in the arts world, they would get your possibly your next job. There was an experience when I worked, uh, in radio where a couple, even when they broke up in their marriage, they still had to share the same cubicle next to each other. And there was just an office email saying, don't ask any questions. That was, you know, difficult. And those were way back in, you know, we'll say, you know, 2007-ish. So now I would say it's really times have changed to where you would have to be real careful. And probably if you wanted to do that and both sides were willing to do it, I would probably keep it on the down low. Even, you know, you couldn't, people wouldn't have to people shouldn't know within the office environment. That being said, look at how many people are working from home. So how is this happening? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because of the coronavirus and people are just trying to transition into work. Um, Before we get back to our topic, um, I think that'll be a good topic for a future episode. Like, um, how not to shit where you eat, I think, could be a good one. Because, like, I mean, we all know in high school, 
the hormones are raging and stuff like that. And if you at like someone you'd ask them out, but like then you'd break up with them and then it'd be so awkward because you would have like gym class with them or social studies with them and it would just get so awkward. Um <laughs> I know, I'm just like um it just kind of came to mind to me of like, huh, shitting where I eat. Like in high school, that had to be the same thing, shitting where where you eat. Because well, you're depending on how big your high school is, you're still going to see your ex girlfriend or current girlfriend or significant other at in partner at the time wherever. <laughs> uh, but the other right. deal is the only one point I want to make is. Look at how office environments, they changed, which people hated anyway, because it was supposed to be great that you could talk to the other person, but nobody could get their work done. They got away from cubicles, and they wanted everybody in an open workspace. So that was another problem. So things have evolved as well. And I think that's why people were happy to work from home, because it was a quiet environment. So think about, you know, there are things that, when people come back to work, they're going to have to be things to get pulled back and probably cubicles are going to have to come back and the office environment is going to have to invest in that. And I thought that was going to have to evolve back or backtrack to where it was before possibly because you can't get any work done. I had a friend that worked at, or her husband worked at Google down in Austin and he would walk next door to the library just to get work done because it was too loud. He couldn't get his work done on his laptop because it was an open workspace. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah. today we're discussing the movie Love Again, mm -hmm. um, a movie that came out this year. A young woman tries to ease the pain of her fiancé's death by sending romantic texts to his old cell phone number and forms a connection with the man the number has been assigned to. Uh, so, um, I gotta say, this movie kind of reminds me of the movie um, P.S. I Love You, even though I've never watched it. That I think mm -hmm. that'll be on our to-do list. But, uh, no, it's just like, okay, um, I've never been there for having a um, significant other, like, die suddenly. So, like, um, someone goes through that, I can't really sit, tell them to move on or stuff like that. What you can only do is let them work it out on their own time for, you know, grieving in it then eventually they'll get the hint and then move on. Like, yeah, it's just, I hope when I study to be a therapist, um, I can definitely look into grieving so I can get more of a better understanding of it. But I overall, I like this movie. Um, I like how modern it was. Um, just like, okay, she really has a hard time letting go. But then the guy is just getting all these text messages like, oh, what to do? And boom, they met each other. And said, okay, I'm not going to give away the whole thing. But what did you think when you started watching this movie? When I first saw the trailer, 
I thought it was going to be like the trope of Dash and Lily and mm-hmm. that series. I'd like to read the teen uh, novel or series of novels uh, where, you know, he makes her do things and they know each other's uh, numbers. It's interesting because since I've had to go through so much grief of me after my illness, I kind of, yes, you're kind of, people are always like, get over it. And, you know, here's your new normal and things like that. And this is from me coming from my illness. It's as much of that type of thing. The one deal that is interesting is I don't ever delete anything. And I learned... I've had two people that really meant a lot to me that I didn't even know had died and I had texted and nobody texted back, of course, but I had to learn because I'm not on Facebook a lot or they weren't on Facebook that they had died. And so, yes, I can relate to that. Uh, I've never had, well, I've only worked with one person, my neighbor, who had a work phone, and he gave me his phone number, and we had issues with that. But, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, um, to dive into the movie, um, we see this guy who works for a publishing company and this woman also creates books. Okay. All right. And the woman um, creates children's books. So I like how they're within like the same kind of medium. Mm -hmm. I mean, like they both have to write essentially. Mm -hmm. And yes, um, the guy had to, talk to his friend about his co-worker um you know it's like you think it would be a bot but it wasn't a bot because okay i've had my fair share of experience with bots on dating apps and it's like one of those too good to be true things where it's like oh i finally get a message and like the next text you get like oh i need money can you send me like a thousand dollars to so-and-so by Western Union or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So the friend is a little bit off to know like what the difference between a bot and not a bot was. Yeah. Like, okay, this girl is just like sending these like very intimate like um things. And it did suck that um the guy didn't know what to do. But I like how he first had a glimpse of her at the bar where it's like, yeah. Well, I thought it was funny that, yeah, I have had a Scottish boyfriend who I loved as well. And so that was interesting. Her opening up the box and seeing a ring. If I ever got married, I've kind of argued with my mother because she has a ring that I would like to be engaged by versus that. And, you know, her wearing, you know, that she found that ring that he would get engaged by. And I've only had one boyfriend shirt. So I thought that was kind of funny. Meeting up at a bar at one point, I just wanted to share that it was a guy on Bumble. I flat out said, 
no, we're not going to hook up. He was very aggressive. And then uh, I said, do you realize nothing's going to happen? This isn't going to be a one-night stand. And he, uh, yes, I said, why would you want to have a one-night stand? Why would you want to have <laughs> STDs? And he said that was rude and left and then I stayed and ended up uh, ended up with a friend of mine and went out with on a few dates with somebody else that's a local so it's kind of funny on that which I thought yeah. was funny his wingman on the first date that didn't go well or he didn't see the woman that he thought he would meet you know ended up at a hookup bar getting a guy's <laughs> you know, number. So, you know, he's like, yay! <laughs> oh, and I gotta say, for this girl's, like, first date on Bumble, um, oh, they had to pay Bumble to get into that, like, screen. Um, but one thing for sure, I like how for these movies now, now you're seeing, like, these clear texts. Like, because there was this one movie, I'm forgetting the name yeah. of it, but it was like on an Android phone where this girl is like sending gifts to this crush, but not actually pictures of her. Mm -hmm. Basically catfishing. And I couldn't get halfway through this movie because the green and um, the Android phone just wasn't really displaying well on the TV. So like halfway through, I had to like say like, okay, I'm done with this movie. So it felt good for once to see like text messages on a movie screen. Yeah, if you look at, like, well, old school, how they communicated versus when Harry met Sally with, and even Sex in the City, listening to, you know, your voicemail and things like that, how film and how things have evolved. So, yes, now we have to look at text to communicate within film or television and things like that. The deal is, is, yes, timing so the person or the audience member can read it also like you said like a subtitle how you can read it and yes the timing of it and even my parents bought a bigger screen television screen just because they couldn't read the texts all Mm. the time so this was really yes well done and hooray for whoever did this because I have one of the smallest screens ever, and yes, I was able to, yes. So well done for that. Good job, filmmakers. Yeah. <laughs> but, but oh my god, that Bumble date was a disaster. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know this guy like did like a lot of push-ups, personal trainer, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then like, the thing that just like I knew the date was not going to have the best turn was, like, the fact that he was, like, bumping up this music and she just wasn't really into it. Yeah. Like, it, it would have been one thing if you can say, like, hey, this is a cool song. You like it? She could have been, no, I'm like, all right, no worries. Um, and the day could have continued. But he was, like, really into the song. And she's just, like, left, like, uh, what? Yeah, yeah. so. And I'm. It, an online date, I will have a lot of warm-up questions so we don't get into politics. And this mm-hmm. is even at conferences so we don't get angry. And it'll even be like, okay, meatloaf. 
breadcrumbs or oatmeal. And then we'll go off into food or food memories with your family. And sometimes the guys just won't get it. And I'm like, this is just to have fun. We're trying to get to know each other. And she had some warm-up questions or some fun questions, silly questions. And he did not get it at all. <laughs> no. Like, um, yeah, like, it, you could just tell it just was not going to go for a second date. Like, you know, you have that chemistry of, like, okay, my ex, um, she would do the would-you-rather things, even though sometimes I wasn't into it. I would participate in these questions because, you know, it's what she liked, and I didn't want to be an asshole about it. So I'm like, all right, that and that. Well, eventually I kept warming it up to it the more we were, like, together. But, yeah, I definitely know what those would-you-rather things are, you know, yeah. just for a conversation. Um. But we got to talk about how, like, they must have paid Celine Dion a good amount of money to be in this movie. Like, she was into it. Like, I liked how the guy had to write an article about her. Um, and I have two stories about that. You start? <laughs> Personal stories, yes. Hey, oh, share them. Like, okay, so she calls. Celine Dion calls the girl to do the book. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is when I was working in radio, we had a just regular line for listeners to call in to say, we want you to play a song. Brad, I wasn't working. It was my coworker, and it was when we produ we were producing because we said it was a live show, but it wasn't. I had to work the night shift and just be like, yeah, we'll play that song, and the song was already recorded. I just had to make sure nothing went wrong with the show. So I actually talked more to truckers trying to stay awake, and it wasn't sex at all, but you know, we were just both trying to stay awake. But what was funny is my coworker working the day shift and producing this show, <laughs> Brad Paisley called that landline. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy goes, yeah, right, you're Brad Paisley. And that's the only way Brad Paisley could figure out how to call <laughs> to get a hold of the host. And we was like, yeah, right. And he hung up on him and Brad Paisley, I guess, called again or had to figure out how to get a hold of anybody to talk for the show because he's like hey I'm, I'm talking I gotta get on to y'all so yeah that was a funny thing with this show that we country music show that I worked on <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the writer on the opposite side our male character he has to meet a deadline later on in the movie yes okay so now it's been I guess a year or two years now that I had to meet a deadline. I didn't know I had to meet a deadline. I said, I want to do a piece on Buddy Guy, Bluesman Buddy Guy. And the magazine never came back to me. And I, I'm like, okay, it's like online dating. You never hear back. Okay, yeah. I'm a contractor. Great. About mm, e Three weeks before they were, yeah, yeah, I needed to go to publishing. They emailed me and said, hey, Aaron, 
how's that piece going? I email back because they're in the UK. I'm like, what piece? And they're like, we didn't want you to go with Buddy Guy. We wanted you to go with Donna Harla, who opens for Buddy Guy a lot in Chicago at the, his blues club. But she's huge in Australia, and she's a blues woman as well. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? I called her press number. She picks up the phone, and she says, um, in the next suburb next to you at the Ulta <laughs> store. <laughs> I got the interview. Everything went great. I had to work my butt off to get and meet deadline, but I did meet deadline. So he met his deadline a different way, but yeah, it was meeting deadline was a little stressful because it was right at Christmas time and I had to meet deadline. So. There you go. <laughs> hmm. well, when I start school, I cannot not wait to deal with deadlines again. <laughs> uh, but all right. So anyways, um, he goes to the press conference to do Celine Dion. How the freaking hell does he not silence his damn cell phone? Like, um, uh, it's just like a pet peeve of mine when, like, your phone's constantly going off. Like, you're probably like, just answer it or, like, put on silent or something. But uh, it, it's the girl still, like, texting him. But uh, at least Celine Dion just, like, you know, pushes him to, like, you know, go for it, like, um, so that went well, um, one thing's for sure, I liked the, their first date, where it was just, like, an endless kind of date, where you know that they clicked that well, mm-hmm. yes, like, um, I love the dates that I go on, where they're just, like, they take forever, because it's a good clicking date, so much so, the ones that I had the forever dates were end up being my girlfriends. So, yeah, the longer the date, the more better you're like, okay, I know I'm going to get the second date out of it. I've been told by my mother, stop it. <laughs> Partly because yeah. after being so sick with the brain injury, you don't, I don't want to, Yeah. Uh, keep it going so long. So I need to know when to stop. So, yes. yeah, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> the, um, yeah, what, what's, how do I, yeah, go in between the two? <laughs> but yes, there was something to that. But yeah, she was even kind of like, yes, there is something to, though, a nice, Seeing sunrise or um, uh, twilight, I love that type of night. Yes. Um, what do you think of um, Piaka's um, sister? Like, she had to be really supportive of her sister going through all that, you know, the grieving stuff and all, and trying to like, you know, nudge her to move on. You can't. And and yeah, you can't. I mean, not nudge her, but encourage her to move on. Or no, that's the same thing. But, okay, just, you know, let it all out for the grieving stuff. Another character I liked was that restaurant owner-manager. Who, okay, um, 
he also is going through his own shit. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually we see him move on. He's like, um, you know, you can love your dead significant. All right, I'm paraquoting it, so it, this might be wrong, but it, he was like saying, um, hey, you can still love your significant other who's dead, but you got to think about what's best for you. Someone to like cuddle you and you know, love you because mm-hmm. well, when you're dead, you're gone. Well, and that person's gone. Like, and um, I do have an aunt who's kind of just going through the same thing, and um, her husband, my uncle, um, passed um just before COVID. Mm-hmm. So like, throughout the whole time of COVID, she was in the house. And she's still in the house. Oh, sorry. I almost trying to get a fruit fly. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want her to be feel loved again. Because, you know, everyone deserves to be loved. Yeah. And I can't really tell her to do that because, well, I've never had a husband, um, let alone someone who's passed on. And, well, he's, he was my uncle, so... You know, I can't. She's like my extended family, so it's like mm, I'll let her work it out on her sweet time, and there's not much she can do. But I don't know. I want her to feel loved again by someone, and of course, it's. I mean, hopefully, when the time comes, she'll want to come out and get there. And you know, there's probably a guy out there who had a who's widowed as well, like. So hopefully there's someone that goes her way to where she can get loved again. But yeah, just uh, it's crazy when it happens, but there's not much you can do except you know, let them go on their own sweet time. Yeah. The deal is somebody has uh, described grief or things like that is that it's like a vase that's been broken and everything's put together but there's one one small piece that's missing so you've glued everything together but yes that one small piece that was your person is there my friend lost a child and he was a surprise baby anyway um somebody said which was sweet he came into the world a surprise and he left the world a surprise uh, another friend uh, within our neighborhood, her child committed suicide, and what was really interesting and profound was her, and I don't know who told her this, but somebody said, what was it, uh, they knew how to live, they don't know how to stay, and so even with that, because I have had near-death experiences and seen the light and argued with my priests and my bishop about purgatory. Uh, I told the priest, stop praying about freaking purgatory. The bishop actually said purgatory is more about making that choice about coming back. And I was like, darn it. 
I came back <laughs> so, um, because it's like, what do I do now? And look at all the costs that we've had to, to push me to this place that I am now where people can't figure out that, yes, there's still some things that are wrong with me or, you know, pieces that aren't quite there per se, or something, you know, may blow up, you know, it's like, you know, like a soldier or anything else, you know, you may not see a veteran that went because I had a friend or even a date that I went on who had been in Iraq and, you know, he's partially deaf because a bomb blew off and a lot of the veterans I'm with, they're partially deaf and yeah, they were around a bomb, blah, 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 this and that. So it's kind of, it's not the same, but it is in a way because you don't know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And yes, and my aunt, when she lost her husband, and she knows she'll never uh, marry again, or really she's done date, she does what she does, and this and that. When she was going through the grief process, she just, she decided, I just have to make my bed every day. That was her one thing that she had to do every day. Mm-hmm. And with, like, what's hardest with me, with um, my uncle passing away, was that we had within the property and the estate is that it's he took over the house it was my grandparents and not only was my grandparents it was also my grandparents house but it was his stuff their stuff and then my great aunt and my great uncle that were a priest and a nun so we had i say basically three generations of stuff in this house and what he didn't ever change anything. He would not change anything in the house. So it was even harder to walk into the house and still see the chair where I would, when I came to visit, my grandfather's chair was where he sat at the top of the table and, you know, would smoke a pipe and bang that pipe to wake you up in the morning because he wanted to see his grandkids. Mm-hmm. And so that was as much of a trigger and made you sick. And then right around wasn't, it was where my uncle sat and he wouldn't take care of a dog, but my aunt lived on the property next to it on the same basically property. And the dog kept coming back to look for this, you know, dead man. And that was heartbreaking. And so even though I wasn't there per se, you know, my grief process has still been a grief process. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's, you know, going through with that. And so it's an interesting movie because it is a love story and a rom-com per se. And he, they nail it in so many ways, but yes, it does show a grief process. And even Mm -hmm. I wonder sometimes the times that I've texted, because it was two years before I found out my mentor had died that I was sending out texts. They never replied wrong, wrong number, or this isn't that number anymore. So was me saying Merry Christmas or, oh, you know, the, you know, World Series are playing now because we always enjoyed baseball. Does that make their day? Is that why they haven't told me that, this is a number, new number for somebody, who knows, mm-hmm. you know, so is that me giving somebody else a purpose, you know, my purpose to somebody else? That's a question to ask, you know, things like that. Yeah. 
Um, so, where are we to next? Um, so, of course, things are going well for the couple dates. Like, they cook the food. Um, then, of course, the food doesn't go out the way they put, so they just get cereal. Uh, I gotta say, cereal really is just a good meal to, like, have when you just don't feel like cooking. Just milk and cereal, then spoon, boom, you're done. <laughs> yes. Then they get to the third date. Um, then, of course, you know, nothing could go well when you go snooping. And she thinks that she lied, he lied to her about all these, like, texts. You, you have to put it in his perspective before you go about the lying thing. Like, I don't know. It's just a very abnormal thing to go through. Like, where I, okay, there's this random girl just texting me. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do because, well, I don't want to interrupt her grieving process. So, like, um, I, I liked how it kind of played out in its weird terms. Um, but I don't think he lied to her about, like, all the texts that, you know, he got, like, I think he got to a different number. I, I'm still, I was trying to piece together and how he couldn't put two and two together, like, oh, this is the girl who's been texting me. So, he may have missed something. Yeah, he got a work phone number, and that was her, her widowed per se phone number and it was still in her phone so she was like that was the thing that she was in her grief process sending texts to somebody yeah Um, like and and he wasn't like interrupting it at all it was just I don't know what could I really do like I'll eventually tell her that she's sending these texts to me mm -hmm. so of course like they get to the part well every rom-com there has to be that like space moment where it's just like okay the girl really needs to decide to be like okay is it him or is it me or i'm just acting up but i love it how celine dion just came out of the balloon being like oh this guy likes you or or no celine dion said something positive to her then he finally wrote the article saying everything about her and then boom they finally get back together and a happy ending mm-hmm. uh, I, so what do you think about for the ending uh i think yes for as big of a trope uh as far as him being a writer that is a trope that happens a lot. There are other movies that do that where they write and somebody can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody <laughs> uh, said, and I don't know who it was, it was somebody that wasn't famous, said Harry Styles wrote a song and she was in the other room and he was performing on like USA Today and he's like, oh, this is a new song. And her dad listened and he goes, I think the song is about you. And she was in her bedroom and came running around. So it's kind of the same, you know, it can be in real life as well. But, you know, fat, folklore fact on that one. 
but there are those tropes that are in film that that happens that that's how they the male resolves or tries to get back because of communication that they have one last type of communication that they can give to resolve their um issues per se so what would you like to score this movie um I'm going to give it a 8.5 out of 10. Really? My yeah. parents loved it. So, yeah, I'd give it a 9. Yeah, it, it, it felt good. Like, um, I like how it was, like, one of those movies for showing, like, that grieving proce- process. Like, okay, you got to let it work on their own sweet time. Like, for, you know, getting over the person that they love is like gone but eh, you know I like it how it's just that classic Netflix rom-com like you know Hallmark has their own rom-com thingy majigger okay Netflix here it is same kind of thing (laughs) it was released out into I wanted to see it when it was released out into the cinema and it was too short and the timing wasn't right oh it wasn't released in cinema Wow. Yep, and so if it had been released at the right time, I would have definitely paid to go see it. So, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Partly but... because it's the actor, because he's with Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Celine Dion's like um, cameo or small part in it? Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool to have her in it. There's a lot of humor in that. Yeah, I'll give it that. She needs to put on a little weight. We've been wondering about that for a little bit of time. but. <laughs> and the deal is with her saying she's not been you know, pushing, that she hasn't been traveling a lot. She's been in Vegas for a lot. So, you know, that kind of piece was like, y'all, come on. But yeah, I'll give it that. <laughs> Spoiler alert on that one. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Now that we're done with this movie, you know what a good movie I think we should review next? Um, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Like, um, you know, they're coming out with a third one, but I'm just like, you know what, I think that's a good rom-com we can do a re- review on. It's a cute one. Yeah, we, we can definitely review that next time. Um, that's an interesting one because the timing that was the one as well that blew up and and was a huge blockbuster because the timing came out they thought it was going to be a short and independent i think and not make a lot of money and it blew off uh the charts and now there's a trilogy yes i know it should be interesting and i think all the characters and actors are coming back so we'll see yeah (laughs) Well, thank you everyone for listening to Listening Heart. This is Pat and Aaron. I'm signing off and every yourselves a good day. Yep. Have a good one.